Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. This is episode number 94 and we are recording on the 19th of September 2020. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about everything that is going to be coming to Disney Plus in October. We'll be talking about our thoughts on the Mandalorian 2 trailer. We'll also be talking about new Mickey Mouse shorts and also our thoughts on the Becoming series plus much more. But before we go into any of that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe to the audio platform. You'll find us on things like Apple. You'll also find us on Spotify. And as of um, yesterday, you should also find us now on Amazon Podcasts. Um, so that's pretty cool if you're on there. You can also subscribe on YouTube. And we're just closing in on nearly 50,000 subscribers. So um, be sure to join us there. And also just a big thank you to our supporters of our What's on Disney Plus Club. You can do this either on Patreon or through YouTube membership. So I'm just going to do some shout outs now to all of our members. So first off, we've got Darren, Lauren, Jacob, Sarah, Zip Gazeppi. What's on Netflix, Andrew and Judy on Patreon. So thank you for all of your support over there. While on YouTube, we've got Fulton. I've got no name. Poultry, Russell, Mike, Eddie, Jay, Joshua, Drew, Sarah and Adam. And again, just big thank you for all of your support. It really makes a big difference. So let's jump into it. So James, there's been quite a bit of stuff um, revealed this week for what's coming in October. Shall we start the list? It's it's quite a long list, but yeah, let's let's yeah. jump into let's, it. Let's jump into it. Let's get straight into it. So we're going to kick off. So this based is based on the United States. So things will vary depending on other regions, and things might change, aka they might not turn up, and also they might add some more stuff, which they tend they tend to do that now. That they, usually at the beginning of the month, we get a few extra sort of things thrown at us. Um, so moving on. So for Thursday, October the first you get Maleficent. Always a good kickoff to, to... I don't know why they do that. They did the same thing with Cinderella this month, just like have it out on its own rather than move it. But nevertheless, you get Maleficent. And then Friday, October the 2nd, you get Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Mr. Holland's Opus, which I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I, I saw it back in high school and it it's... it's I, I remember it being really good, kind of a little tear jerky towards the end, but but solid. Yeah, I think something about an orchestra at a high school was just like, yeah, that's not what yeah. I <laughs> Yeah, well, I watched it in high school orchestra. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was not musically musically talented to go into the orchestra. I um, am not musically talented at all. <laughs> and that didn't stop me. Although it probably should have. I think my music teacher would have appreciated it if I had, had not. Uh, anyway. From there, we got Secrets of the Zoo Down Under, season one. And then the big one is season 31 of The Simpsons. Um, again, that one's a good one. And that one looks like it's just a US. Um, I know on the UK and the Netherlands list that hasn't yet shown up. And then we're getting an extended version of Zenimation. I think basically what they're just doing is they're just merging all of them into one big long video. So you can just relax with it rather than watching three minutes and then having to hit the next button. Yeah, that was my read on it too. I wish they would do a proper extended edition of it though. Even if it was just the three minutes looped mm. over and over again, hopefully yeah. with a, a clean um, uh, transition between the loops. Yeah. yeah, that would be better because there's only what, like eight of them? Even, at, even if you put them all together, you've got half an hour, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you kind of need it on, to, you know, at least a couple hours so you can get some sleep or something. Um, so yeah, so that's always a nice one. Then we're going to get in the second episode of Disney's um, The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. 
uh, one day at Disney. And we've got, I'm going to say, one day at Disney, we've got every week. We'll just do that one. And same thing for Weird But True. Um, we're going to have new episodes every week for that one. And the same thing with the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. We'll have new episodes of them each week on the Friday. So we'll just get rid of that straight off the bat. Uh, Friday, October the 9th, we're going to be getting The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Trader. Or Trender? Trader? 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I think I've only seen the first of the uh, Chronicles movies. I... Yeah, I don't remember the second, and I certainly didn't know the third one. Uh, and then we got Oil Spill of the Century, which was, I think, supposed to come out yesterday, but that one didn't, so they pushed that one back, followed by Wild Portugal. And then we're going to get X2, the X-Men movie. Um, again, some of these movies are already available internationally, like Maleficent and X2. Then we're getting, I know this one's going to be a big one, I think, for us. It's going to be The Right Stuff. We're getting two new episodes of the well, it's not just that. two new episodes, the first two episodes. Yeah, the first two episodes, yeah, they'll be dropping. Um, then each coming Friday after that, we'll have new episodes. This is an eight-part eight, eight part series, so that'll be running right through to, like, mid-November. Um, I'm really looking... This, that, it's, we, I mean, I know you're interested in space, but for me, it's just like, this is a high-quality drama that I want to watch, and this is what, in some ways, it feels like it's the first real thing, if, like, the first proper live action drama series that we you know we've had Star Wars and all the rest of it but this is not high school musical it's not it, it's so aimed that you know you could put on in front of my parents and they wouldn't even know it was from Disney Plus kind of thing right I, I think that's the the key identifier if you put it on in front of someone would they know it's Disney Plus you put on um, Diary of a Future President like you may not know it's specifically Disney but you're like yeah this this is that yeah. kind of show yeah so that was so that was looking pretty cool um, then from there, we are moving on to Friday, October the 16th. We'll be getting the third, se- oh, sorry, the first season of Disney Junior's The Rocketeer. So that one's just ended up on the Disney Channel, so that'll be moving on there. We're we'll getting Drain Season 3, Lost on Everest, which I think has picked up a few different awards and stuff. Then you're getting Marvel's Iron Man and Captain America Heroes United, which is an animated series, or animated movie. Followed by Clouds, um, a brand new Disney Plus original movie. Um, followed by, as I said, the normal episodes. And there'll also be a brand new series called Meet the Chimps, where we'll be getting six episodes, all filmed at a chimp haven in Louisiana, and with over 300 champ, uh, chimpanzees, six-part series. Again, all of them dropping on the same day. It's re- what, what, I don't know, what, what are they doing over there? Like, I would, a weekly, I would yeah. just like some consistency, or at least... Yeah to know what their guidelines are. But uh, with the exception of the right stuff, it does seem like National Geographic stuff um, are full drop. Uh, right the stuff Animal Kingdom and is- the, uh, the Animal Kingdom one, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's, 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 uh, I'm starting to worry about the fact of what I, what I do with a drop. It's like, mm, it's not as good as anything that drops weekly. And it's starting to feel like that kind of thing of, um, you know, they drop the stuff weekly when they don't think there's going to be that audience for, I don't know. Just that's how it's starting to feel. Just, um, it, I mean, uh, yeah. It does feel that way. Although um, we did see that the big fib got uh, renewed for another season, I believe. Yeah. That's and, um, and that's so week, on the next week. Right. Yeah we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that yeah. very, very quickly, but the fact that the, it's getting a second one, if I remember correctly, it had a full drop all at once. It does not mean it's a death sentence for the yeah. series. Uh, it, but it, I do agree with you. It does tend to mean that Disney probably doesn't have as much faith in it. Mm. 
It's kind of funny as well, I think, with the like the Meet the Chimp ones, because originally I think this was supposed to be a summer show, but I think it got pushed back a bit. But um, the good thing, I think, with these zoo ones, and I really like them, um, I, things I tend to like, but they're also, I would imagine, it's like even in like the current situation, they're still going to be able to be filmed. They're, st- they're still running, they're still operating, and now they have a whole new story they can talk about, because they know, oh, look, Zoo is having issues. But yeah, I, these kind of shows, I think, are very good. So Meet the Chimps, six episodes, um, going to be narrated by um, Jane Lynch, who's from Glee and also Wreck-It Ralph. Um, so that one's always... A, that one. Yeah, I'm really looking... I, that, and six episodes, probably about right. Um, probably about right on that one. Um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I think six episodes for something focused on a single animal type or a single you know, animal family is a bit much but then on the other hand we got what like eight up eight seasons of meerkat manor or something yeah. like that so it, it can yeah. be done yeah so that, that one looks pretty cool and then moving on from there um friday october the 23rd in gathering storm season one india from above season one now interesting that one though was again supposed to have dropped this week or this um, month but it got pushed back same thing with marvel superhero adventure short season four that was supposed to have been this month. That's been that was supposed to have been yesterday. So they did push a few things back. Um, the thing is with the India film above, they did drop I think China and Europe yesterday. So I don't know what's going on with them. They're all over the place. But then again, Pompeii Secrets of the Dead, and then Ultimate Viking Sword, and a few National Geographic stuff, followed by Once Upon a Snowman, which is a new Frozen short. Um, then as I said, we're getting fifteen new episodes of The Big Fib. Um, now the question is: Is this was this a thirty season? Was this thirty episode season? And then they split it into two to like, turn it in because that's how I was feeling. Unless they were able to keep filming or do something with it, I don't know. It kind of feels like then maybe the day slice the season in half because to do thirty eight episodes, quite a lot. Yeah, and unless they come out and tell us, we won't really know. But I could also see a situation where they're like. Um, this is something that's very easy for us to make in the current conditions. We can keep people, you know, separated fairly easily. It's cheap to make. We need content. Yeah. Greenlit second season. Yeah. Uh, I, so we'll yeah, out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll be honest. I think this kind of thing is what we're going to see a lot more, especially in the coming year ahead. Um, and then from there on, we move on to Friday, October the 30th, the season one of the owl house, which is one I'm personally, really interested in watching because i've heard a lot about it there's been a lot of controversy over it there's been a lot of discuss- a lot of people saying how great it is so i want to see that for myself um and then we're going to be getting sorcerer's apprentice x-ray earth season one which again should have been arriving on disney plus yesterday but it's been pushed back and then the big one the mandalorian season two premiere chapter nine we're back in the saddle with mando and well, we might as well just jump straight into the, the, the trailer talk. What did you think of that trailer that they dropped this week? I thought it was a good trailer. It, it really doesn't give away much. Uh, it's mm. just kind of a, a nice little reminder. Hey, this is the Mandalorian. Here's some things that happened last season without going into detail. Yeah. Uh, this is the date it drops. Be there. That, yeah. And frankly, that's all you need for the Mandalorian. I know we'll, we'll probably get another trailer later, which will go into more depth about what to expect. Mm. But... Uh, I might skip that one uh, if we do get one in favor of just going in as blind as possible to season two. Yeah, I mean, I thought with the trailer itself, um, I was really, it, it's, it's more of it. It's just more Mandalorian. You know, we've seen him with, obviously with 
uh, Baby Yoda. There was a little bit where um, there's was it Sasha Banks, who is a WWE superstar. Um, she st- stared with a robot. And, for, and I think a lot of us probably for a second thought that it was Ahsoka because of the way that she was. Her. Mm-hmm. It was only really then they kind of went, oh, no, that wasn't her. That was Sasha Banks. Of course, those of us with our wrestling, you know, knowledge was like, that's not that, you know, and they were like, we instantly picked up on it because um, there had been rumours that she was in it. So that's, they didn't really tease too much of what's, where the series was going, it's just kind of more the same. But it also is showing that there's much more part of the larger Star Wars. You know, we've got X-Wings in there. We've got TIE Fighters. You know, we're seeing that and Stormtroopers and um, Scout Troopers and all that kind of stuff. So it started to feel more like this is Star Wars. Whereas the first season didn't really give that vibe off, did it? Not at the beginning. Um, or let me walk that back a little. It, it didn't, it didn't. It felt like it was in the Star Wars universe. Like they, especially that first episode, they, you know, they had the monkey lizard and yeah. all sorts of references where you go, oh, that looks like the scene from here. And that looks like the scene from here. But unlike a lot of the other Star Wars stuff that we've got the books, uh, games and such like that, there wasn't much connection to the larger universe. You never had Luke Skywalker showing up. You didn't have familiar aliens or anything like that, uh, which I kind of appreciated, to be honest. Yeah. But then you got to the end of the season, episode seven and eight, the, you know, the combined second final episode. That felt like Star Wars. You had the stormtroopers. You had Moff Gideon showing up. You had the TIE battle. You know, yeah. That was great. And I agree with you on this. This, what what little we've seen in this trailer gives off vibes of those particular episodes rather than kind of the, the build-up episodes of one through six. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really looking forward to it. This is, this is going to be the big one to watch. This is going to be drawing everybody in because there's been a lot of people um, saying about the October list of kind of saying there's not a huge amount on there. And I'm going to go, well, the thing is with Mandal- Mandalorian is the kind of the key aspect here to keep people subscribed right through October through to December. We know that that's going to work. Um, and I don't know. I think at the minute we're in a weird situation where Disney are going to have to cling on to it and stretch out what they have got much more going into the next six months to the next year. Because um, I was listening to it the other day and they were sort of talking about how we haven't really got into the lull of the what's gone wrong with the, you know, obviously like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is still filming but we actually haven't really even got to that point where we're starting to run out of content that they didn't film because, you know, I'm, I'm watching, for example, a new, a new drama series called Des on the, on ITV. Well, this was all filmed way before sort of last winter and it's just dropping onto TV now. So we're still getting shows a year later. I think we're going to really start feeling it January, February, March of when we've got nothing, you know, all the new stuff is kind of dry dried up because of the, the lockdown from months ago. I mean, a lot of people, you don't understand quite often like how long that effect is going to have. And I think we're going to start seeing Disney having to use that library content to build up, especially in like December, January, February um, to go to move forward. Yeah. The closest thing we have to that was uh, the writer's strike many, many years ago. The one, you know, that impacted a number of shows. A lot of shows got canceled because the writers were gone. I remember shows like Pushing Daisies and and so on. And you didn't feel it immediately. The, the writers went on strike, but television continued because it had already been created and directed and finished. 
And it wasn't until several months after that where you're like, we have a lot of reality shows, we've got a lot of game shows, and we don't have very much scripted drama. Mm. And yeah, it's very much a delayed effect. And I think it's going to be even worse this time around, not because of the amount of time, but because so many of the shows that we really enjoy have a lot of special effects in them. They have a lot of post-processing work done to them, especially when we're talking about the Disney shows, uh, the Marvel shows, the Star Wars shows. You can't just put three people in a room and, and make a Star Wars show. Yeah. It's, it's going to have a whole team of people doing special effects and uh, adding lightsabers and blasters and starships and everything. And yeah. Uh, next year, especially maybe the first half of the year, I'm actually thinking like all the way through June yeah. is going to be pretty barren. And also um, the thing is, for example, like over here in Europe, you know, we're now going into the second wave and therefore, you know, there's talk of more restrictions whether or not they shut down productions and stuff again but we don't we're going into un, you know things can all start unraveling again you know it's not a case of everything just oh it's all starting to slide back to normal over here in europe it's not you know things are starting to go back to what what we were seeing back at the beginning of the year and that could all have an impact as well on what's being filmed i mean right now we know they're filming in a number of locations you know the falcon and the winter soldier which has managed to get in most of it. We've also got, I think, up in Canada, you've got like the, the Mighty Duck series and a few, and like the Turner and Hooch. Stuff is stuff is filming. I think here in the UK, we're still they're still filming stuff, but they're all having to film much slower because of the social distancing and everything. But yeah, so I think we are going to see it, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's why Disney are kind of holding stuff back. Um, they did release. They did a bit of a weird release for this because normally we get this release for everything that's coming out in the week. But the day before that, they put out like a short little trailer and showcased everything coming in the fall, um, which kind of runs into November. And the good thing in that one there was that it confirmed that Wonder that Wonder Vision is going to be a 2020 fall. Oh, at least the thing is with fall, and this is where I did that. Someone on the comment go. Well, December's not fall. So, well, if they go with the was it the astrological f- version of fall, it, that doesn't start. Winter doesn't start to the twenty first of December. So they they could slide that one in right into like December as, um, which I'm expecting them to do with the Mandalorian. But at least we know one division is coming this year. We are going to get some MCU content. At least if it's just one episode. <laughs> We're getting that, and then we're also getting six one six. I think so. That's not that's not proper content, not in the way that uh, Wandavision or Winter Soldier would be. But it is content. Um, but yeah. obviously, Wandavision is the draw. Yeah, yeah. So Wandavision obviously is going. We are going to be getting that one. They have that. They've shown. They will. I had a feeling this was going to be the case because they'd already kind of they finished most of the filming anyway. And it was, and so that one's good. So we definitely know that one's coming. A few other bits and pieces that they kind of were showing off in the short, a few movies and stuff, but nothing more than really than what we've gone through the list um, because it's pretty much just going to be the right stuff and the Mandalorian probably rolling right through November, which I personally, for me, two big space dramas, fine with me. Um, that, that sounds like a good good month. Oh, yeah. I I'm perfectly fine with them releasing those in October and I'm perfectly fine just rewatching them on through like April and May yeah. next year. Cause we might have to. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. So they also announced um, a brand new uh, short for um, 
the Mickey Mouse shorts. So that's going to be renamed to uh, the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. So they do this sometimes. Of This is probably pretty much season six of Mickey Mouse shorts, but they've rebranded it. Put it onto um, Disney Plus with 10 episodes. With more, they have another 10 episodes set to come in summer 2021. The first episode will be dropping out on November the 18th, which is Mickey Mouse's birthday. And then there'll be two episodes dropping every Friday from November the 27th. So that'll be a nice little short. Again, great stuff. This is where we're starting to see that shift over to starting to move some of the content over from the channels and. So, yeah, I, I really like this shorts. We've, we've talked about it before. They've got a very unique art style. These ones are going to be a bit more theme park based as well. That's going to be something that they'll be doing, um, which I think is good. Um, more theme park stuff is always great. Uh, and I think this kind of also like ties in with a little bit of news with like the UK. I'm just going to run for a few things that was happening um, on the UK list for October while we're going through it. Because obviously... Disney channels are all shutting in the UK in at the end of the month. So therefore that's like shifting up and we're starting to see what's happening out in Australia. For example, in the UK on the 2nd of October, we're getting upside down magic and we're getting, we're finally getting onward. That's pretty good. And Penny on Mars season three and primeval survivor. And other than that, like we're still, we're getting like the rocketeer and the owl house at the same time as the U S um, but there's a kind of, there's the other, like we're getting like Rio 2, for example, in the middle of um, October. But not a huge list yet for the UK, but compared to the US, it, it's all that National Geographic stuff we're not, not seeing the game. But I think we're going to start seeing the Disney Channel stuff arriving much quicker in the UK now that with those channels closing down. Yeah, and it would be nice if they popped in a little quicker on the American side as well. But uh, we do already have a lot of the content. Um, thinking mostly of Owl House. I realize we, we just talked about yeah. that because it is coming in October, but uh, the TV run, at least of season one, ended, what, uh, August? Yeah. It's usually yeah, about, so, yeah, it's usually about um, four to eight weeks after they air, they arrive on Disney Channel, which I'm hoping they changed and make a change this going forward, but I don't know. Um, moving on from there, because that's kind of, um, we've run through some of the, the bits and pieces. A few other little stories. There's apparently a new drama, a new documentary series being filmed at a Dutch football club called um, Feyenoord. And you know, I imagine how many times I've had to try and say that one. Um, so they've been filming it for the last few weeks, uh, following the Dutch football team in Rotterdam. And they apparently paid about three million euros to film it there. And it might be split up into two bits because of the winter break that they have. But I think that could be quite interesting for soccer fans, football fans, because internationally, obviously, football is massive and a big audience. A lot of people questioning, a lot of football fans questioning why that club and not somebody else. I'll be honest, I know next to nothing about football. And I was like, okay, that sounds good, because they've got a show on Netflix. There's a Sunderland show, and there's another one on Amazon about another club. Um, so just, it, just, it makes sense to follow. There's, there's a lot of interest in sport. And this could be an interesting thing. It could absolutely be an interesting thing. I think it'll uh, draw in a large international audience. Not sure how well it'll do in the States, but um, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. They, they, they need to be treating this as an international platform. And that means not all the content has to be American-centric. That said, we don't know how this is being filmed and mm. uh, what angle they're taking with it, what the 
what kind of story they're telling with it, why they picked the Dutch team. Um, not no no offense yeah. at all to the Netherlands. It's just a very odd choice. Oh, the only thing I could think of is whether or not they're going to move. If this could become something that they can just keep doing, but keep changing club like each season, follow a different club each time. I don't know. Um, Certainly. Um, and the HP- other thing, yeah, I was going to say the only thing is with this is it does help towards the European quota. So that's the other uh, side of things. That's what I'm thinking of. Like they need to do some con. They need to have some original content in Europe to count towards the European quota. So uh, doing a sh- you know doing a few shows like this could be um, an advantage for them to kind of. And also the football thing is quite. I mean, it's good for the club because obviously they've been hit with having no matches for some of the part of the year, and now they're kind of running their matches with hardly any spectators. So this is good revenue for them to kind of. Because I know a lot of like clubs and stuff are going to be really struggling with no spectators and events and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I'm actually kind of hoping that the, uh, there will be some nice shots of the Netherlands in general. I haven't been there. Uh, and this might be kind of a nice way to see some of the, the countryside through a, a football <laughs> documentary. Well, we're not, we're not, we're not going to be traveling anywhere to go and see anything at the minute. So that's no, um, no, 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 no. I actually um, would like to visit the Netherlands though. Yes, but not, not right now, obviously. No, not right now. No. Um, also, they were apparently making a new movie uh, based around a youth orchestra in Los Angeles. Um, that one's in the early um, talks that they're going through. And yeah, that's just, again, something a bit different. This is always a kind of weird thing of whenever these kind of things come out about anything like non-franchise, non-brands and stuff, of what often the interest in it. It's not huge, but hopefully when we eventually see these movies things will kick in. The thing like clouds and things like that, that once they drop onto the system, everyone gets a little bit more excited about what they are. But yeah, so that, um, especially just looking there, we've, we've, we've ran through those ones quite quickly, but because it's, it's kind of one of those weird things. It was a big week for news, but they were all like very, very, very small tidbits rather than um, anything massive. Um, moving on from there, we had the new season of Becoming dropped onto Disney Plus yesterday. 10 episodes where they kind of look at how a number of celebrities kind of who they become, how they get there, teacher talking to teachers, coaches, etc., like that. Um, I did have access to three episodes a little bit early. So I did do a video earlier in the week and review of the three episodes I saw. I'll be honest, when I sat down last night, I went, you know what? No, I didn't I rather what play Avengers for half an hour instead. I was just like yeah, the season really didn't um, pull me in enough. To, I, I might watch the episodes and stuff, but what did you think of the two that you watched? So I watched, um, as you said, two of them. I watched the one on uh, Caleb McLaughlin, who was Simba on Broadway and uh, in Stranger Things over on Netflix. Yeah. And then the following one, which was, I'm going to butcher the name probably, uh, Colby Callet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember I, I didn't know who she was. And then I looked I didn't up have a clue. She, and she had a she had a bit of a hit. I think it was bubbly or something. And I remember the song, but here in the UK, in it, she's literally. I don't think she even made the top forty. And it, I think when I had a look to see, like, did, was this a big hit in the UK? Like hard, like n- nothing at all. And it was a bit like, okay, that was quite a reach. But what was the episode like? The episode itself was boring. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to talk specifically about the Colby yeah. one because I actually had a different reaction to the Caleb yeah. one. Um, the problem was that they never really talked about any of the problems that she faced. Uh, 
they they mentioned briefly she tried out for American Idol in one of the early seasons mm-hmm. and got rejected before even getting onto the television portion. So yeah. she never never showed up on TV. But they just brushed past her really fast. Like, oh yeah, she tried out for American Idol and didn't make it. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's all you're going to tell us about it. And then they tried to make the focus of the episode the fact that she didn't have much of a stage presence. She was mm-hmm. very... Um, so, not anxiety. Yeah, uh, she had stage fright. She did yeah. not want to perform. Uh, and she was having a bit of a problem with a song. Yeah, exactly. And and she went on her first tour and she was having problems with it. And, and you're like, okay, so there, there's narrative tension here. I realize we're talking about real people. Yeah. I shouldn't be using yeah. things like narrative tension, but, and then the, the, like, well, so she hired a coach and the coach helped her get over it. And like, and that was the end of the story. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and the rest was just, she's Fluff. an amazing singer. She has these hit songs. I'm like, uh, okay that's cool absolutely nothing against her personally yeah. at all um i don't know her music either but i realize it's popular just the way that they made this particular episode was completely dull uh mm. there, there's no tension in it there's no um like this is the path or the things that you yeah. have to do to become famous because it's called becoming it's about yeah. how they become famous and her path was literally just like yeah i started singing uh, people liked what I sang and I earned some Grammys and like that, that helps literally no one. Uh, unless your father is a music producer, which hers yeah. was. Oh, right. I see. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh, which actually, <laughs> at least based on the way they were talking, like he didn't push her into it. She discovered it herself, but it was still that nice little avenue that he had the contacts. Well, there's that thing, isn't it? That thing of like, if she didn't have those contacts, she probably wouldn't have been able to have Except, gotten, gotten. Uh, her fame came from MySpace. So yeah. she actually managed to do it yeah. largely without his contacts, but you know, she also grew up in the environment surrounded by music, which is very yeah. different and so on, but they didn't yeah. really explore that very much. Yeah. They, they're well, just like, oh, yeah. she got popular on MySpace and then she had a record and then she went touring on yeah. the flip side. Yeah. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin was a fascinating story. I thought, cause they talked about, uh, you know, his early life in the very first play he was in, like when he, you know, first or second grade. And is it any 10 in the <laughs> Well, uh, no, that was, this wasn't the Lion King. This was like the school play that every, yeah. every kid goes through at some point. And apparently he just like froze on stage and he hated it. Yeah. He's like, no. Um, and then he saw the Lion King on Broadway and he was like, mm. I want to do that. And they actually talked about all the things that he had to do to make that dream come true, to prepare for the audition, for the skills he had to learn, for the, the lessons he had to take, the people he had to learn from. And then after the Lion King, you're like, oh, yeah, well, he went on to Stranger Things. Nice Lion King, yeah. Stranger Things. But uh, he talked about all the struggles and how many rejection letters he got trying to break into television and how much yeah. of a struggle and, you know, how he felt about it. And the entire episode, I was like, this is, they're, they're chronicling the struggles. They're showing how he overcame them. This is what becoming should be about. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that one's on my kind of to to, to maybe watch. So that I'll, I'll definitely check, have to check that one out because I didn't even know he was in the Lion King. And I've, I mean, I've seen the stage show a couple of times, and it's an amazing thing. But I didn't even. I just thought Stranger Things. But I mean, there is a kind of thing of like becoming and yeah, but only he's only like what fifteen, sixteen, something like that. So he kind of like they've only just recently happened and he kind of became a child. I, I don't know. So, but I mean, I watched the Rob Gazetsky one who was a football person. Brinkowski. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and 
it just means abs, it's easier. It, it's yeah, it's. I mean, I to be honest, this is a, this is what I've said before, and I said it in review. the The list that they gave was rather bad. I'll be honest. I and I, I it's very, it's very US centric. You know, you ask if I was to literally put this this list in front of, in pictures of them in front of my, in my front of my parents, I don't know if they would know a single person. If I put this in front of my, um, my co-workers, I don't think they would know them. I think they might recognize the guy from Stranger Things, but they just wouldn't know any of these people. And therefore, instantly, you've got a problem because well, you, you, well, it does for a show about celebrities. If you've got a whole, if you, they, they, in the US, it's very different, I know, because I've seen the difference, but I've seen quite a few people go, who are all these people? And it's, again, if I think you, if you pull that away from it, as someone that kind of, you know, I keep up with, you know, celebrity culture, I watch, you know, I keep up with like, e-news and all the bits and pieces. And I know, I, and I recognize the faces of these people, but it was like, they really, this is, this is not good for an international platform. And they're really going to have to work on that. Yeah, but I don't hold that against this one no. at all. Um, having just come off of like, they need to recognize they're an international yeah. platform and they need international content. Sometimes that means that the content content is going to be region specific. If they start releasing uh, Bollywood shows on, yeah. on Disney Plus, I would not expect it to get a whole lot of traction. But at the same time, I would, I would like to have it, even though it's, it's really Indian regional. Mm. And in the same vein, this one, okay, it's American-centric. It was very clearly made to be American-centric. I don't think this was even originally supposed to be a Disney Plus. This was some, yeah. one of the things that they picked up, like, we need content, yeah. throw it on here right now. Uh, so I don't hold that against them. However, if they do a season two, uh, you know, the, and they haven't already started that, they absolutely do need to look at that as an international. But well, season one, wasn't, not- it wasn't designed that way. It wasn't advertised that way. Uh, yeah, because the thing is for me, it's like the thing is like with the international side of things. It's not even just a case of getting people that are, um, you know, known in other countries. It's more about just getting the fact that get some Americans that people actually know about internationally. You know, the celebrity list is, I would say, Z list. They've gone really, you know, they've gone to the thing of there's not a lot of big names here. There's not a lot of well-known names. Um, like I said, I feel well, it was a bit like an almost it kind of that feels that same way of what happened with Earth to Ned, where half the people were like, you really like scraping the barrel of how many. Have, so, yeah, you get the odd good name coming. You know, it's like here, if we had like Lando, you know, if he, he was doing an episode in, in this, it would have been instantly like, here's someone big and a, a, a bigger name, someone that's recognized in a big franchise. Because there's nobody from Marvel, there's nobody from Star Wars, there's nobody from, a, you know, there's not even a, like a Disney prince, you know, they, they didn't even write hit. It, it went for like people that are on ESPN and ABC. I don't know. It, it's like they didn't even really hit their own big stars up. They kind of just went very strange, very strange. Well, but again, this wasn't made by Disney. It was yeah. something they snatched up. It was made yeah. by LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, and... With that in mind, you know, you, you mentioned the Z list or the Z list, depending on if you're American or not. I, I wouldn't even consider it that because that would imply they're all on the same list and they're not. Um, you can't put an NBA star on the same list as a, uh, you know, a Grammy singer, as a couple comedians, as a WNBA, maybe NBA and WNBA, but 
that's about it. You've got Gronk who's on NFL. You've got Broadway stars. They're drawing from so many mm. different lists. And honestly, I don't know enough about these subjects to be able to tell you, but mm. I can tell you Gronkowski, that's, that's an A-list on the NFL list. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Anthony Davis is, is A-list on the NBA side. Can't speak to most of the other ones on here, yeah. but so yeah, in terms of like overall celebrity rankings, you're not, you're not looking at Tom Cruise or you know Robert De Niro or or even someone like Mark Hamill. Or you're looking very far down the list, but on their individual lists, they're very high up there. Yeah, I think it's that thing for me of like again, I think if if all ten of these people walked into 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 like like onto my cafe and sat down would i recognize it i think i might have recognized adam devine and that's that's what i'm talking about if that thing of going that would be my problem with a series of celebrities <laughs> just going, if i wouldn't if i don't recognize them it kind of throws a pro- and that's just my again i'm gonna it's that thing of again if i was in the LA, if i was out in florida in america i might be more aware of it's like if one of the dancers from dancing you've got like obviously she did dancing with the stars so there that's massive so if one of the dancers off of strictly come dancing was on this show i'd be like i'd know who she was and what she does and everything above it but that's again if you for you'd have that you would have that exact same problem and then i go well, who's this oh she's a dancer on a beat a british tv show you'd be like well, who is she and that's again that was that one at least i could understand ago and i could see where that one came from but that was that was my one one thing and i did like i said i watched three episodes I do question, it was a bit like, why are they giving us the, all the sports people the worst ones? I'm like, okay, right, you've given a Brit to about two people that Brits have never heard of. It was like, not the best picks of it. Right. And, and I think if they had advertised it as an international release, then that would be mm. far more of an issue. I. Yeah, this is this is not designed for British audience. It's not no. designed for French audience, uh, Dutch, no. Indian, any. This is very much American centric uh, programming. And yeah. if they go with season two, I agree that that it needs to broaden. Um, and honestly, I think one of the strengths of becoming is that wide variety. That yeah. fact that you know maybe you're a sports fan and you know yeah. who Anthony Davis is and maybe you know yeah. Candace Parker and, and Rob Gronkowski, but you don't know. Who, Adam Devine or yeah. uh, Caleb. This has such a wide range that you can go into this and learn something new, not just about the people, but the industries they're in. And yeah. if you added the international flavor, let's let's uh, bring the, the Netherlands football team into yeah. here, bring one of their guys in there. Potentially, there's a lot to learn there. If there it's is, right. this this series has a lot of potential. It has a lot of potential to grow. Um, I enjoyed the Ashley Tisdale one because, to be honest, I didn't really know anything about her. I knew she was in High School Musical, and that was about it. And so I, I did enjoy that episode, and I, that was one of the three that I enjoyed watching. And I do think that you're like you're right. There's so much scope for this series, so much use for them to be able to stretch it out, kind of bring in people from different things. However, I do think discoverability is going to be the problem because it's going to be hard to, you know, if you are interested in, you know one of these people how are you going to find out about it and how are you going to check it because the you click on that link and then you're going to get the people that you can click into it you almost feel like had they been separate specials it would be easier for people to, um to, for people to find i don't know it's the kind of thing of like there's so much potential for this series to be a big draw for disney plus an easy show for them to make an easy show to bring people in 
and it's going to appeal to different audiences. And I, and I complete, and it isn't going to be, I think it's a full on cherry pick series. So, you know, you jump in and out depending on you, on who you like and who you've heard of. And I think that's good. And it's just happened to be that for this particular one, the cherry, I didn't pick very many. <laughs> well, you, you yeah. had them cherry picked for you. I at yes. least got to pick from all 10. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I have yeah. to agree. This is not a must-watch series, and I think, uh, you know, if you're if you're a big NBA fan, you maybe want to check out the Anthony Davis one. He probably has some nice insight into that. I thought the the Caleb one was really interesting. If you're into Stranger Things, check that out. Um, but I would encourage, you know, you, you you bop in and you get Anthony Davis. Try out one of the other ones. See something new for a little bit. But it's also not a huge priority. If it yeah. it's not the one that you put to the top of the list. It's kind of the one that you're like you know, browsing on the couch with your wife, significant mm-hmm. other, maybe the kids or whatever. And like, Oh yeah, well, th- this looks yeah decent and safe. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you've been watching on Disney plus this past week? Uh, I started up um, tangled actually. Oh, the, yeah. I started with the movie, which I'd already yeah. seen. And, and I quite like uh, mother Gothel is one of my favorite villains of the, the modern Disney mm-hmm. era. Um, and I, and then I started the television series, um, uh, there was a movie yeah. in front of that as well too. I remember watching like the first episode or two when they first popped on TV and it's like, Oh yeah, I remember it was fun and had some music in it. So I've watched the movie, the television intro movie, and then the first three episodes of the television series. Uh, sorry, Phineas and Ferb fans. I kind of put that one on the back burner for a little while. I did enjoy it, but I, uh, it's hard to get into. Mm. Yeah, I did a few episodes more of Once Upon a Time because obviously that's available everywhere now. So that's a good thing for everyone to jump into. So I'm slowly making my way through season one. Um, but I'm watching something else which I can talk about next week. But um, it's that kind of thing of Becoming was the main one that I kind of I watched like the three episodes on the Monday last week. Um, and just during the week, it's been a bit of a just, it's kind of one of those things of like looking on there and see what's on. And I've been like, uh, yeah, okay. It's like, I ended up watching like some of Lone Ranger because that was on. So I was like, I'll just put that one on. It's like, it came on TV and I went, you know what? I'll just flick over to Disney Plus and watch it over there. <laughs> um, I don't know why. It was one of those things that it reminded me that it was on there. But yeah, so it's just kind of interesting to see all these uh, different things dropping on there. So let's jump into um, our new segue, which is going to be the What's Trending to finish up. So as per usual, we've got The Simpsons, Mickey Mouse, Clubhouse, Moana, and Frozen. And Phileas and Ferb top out the top five. The Mandalorian has jumped right up into number six, and followed by Jesse, Frozen, Toy Story 4, and Avengers Endgame. Moving on from there, we got Clone Wars, Hamilton, Aladdin, Coco, Toy Story, Zootopia, Coco, Mulan, Incredibles 2, Cars to Cars, sorry, Puppy Dog ta- Pals, uh, Black Panther. Monsters Inc. and The Lion King. So very, very safe. Lots of the same movies. Nothing much moving there at all. Nothing in like a nope, there's nothing, there's nothing new, nothing interesting. Um Christopher Robin and Cinderella and all that lot seem to have dropped straight back out of the charts again. Um that's always the thing usually you find with these movies and stuff they drop in. I'm not expecting becoming to arrive on that list. Um, interesting to note, Mulan has dropped right right out of that list. The new version, anyway. The um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suspect that um, there was a lot of initial sales on it, yeah. but it was not going to maintain. You either bought it at the beginning, 
or you weren't going to buy it all and you're going to hold out to December. There were some interesting things with that now that apparently a number of reports um, are putting it that it might have pulled in 200 plus million at the US box office. Or it would, it's done really badly in China, but according to a lot of stats that they're guessing at around about, I think about 25, 29% of people purchased it in the US and they've estimated about 9 million because Disney hasn't released any numbers on this and we probably won't find that out till November financial results um, which is kind of like a weird thing if it was really popular they would have tailed everybody but there's also that other scanner argument they go well maybe they were onto something and they go actually no we're not going to tell them because we're going to be doing this with the old because if we tell them it's good then everyone's going to expect Black Widow and Soul and whatever's going on with them um, and they're pushing it that it was 200 maybe 300 million pull in plus all the box office. And they're kind of saying if that had been released at the cinema, and it pulled in that amount. It would have been like up there with Avengers infinity war. That's it would have been a massive success because everyone's kind of like, everyone's kind of quick to, to, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, 80, 70, 80% of Disney plus subscribers haven't brought it, but 10 to 20% of 60 million <laughs> is a lot of people. Um, but, but it's not an apples to apples comparison no. either because um, there's a very big difference between buying it and watching it at home and having to make the trek to the theaters, especially mm. in the current. Let, let's ignore COVID for yeah. the moment. Assume things were normal. Mm. Uh, on opening weekend, there's a lot of people who won't go the first yeah. because it's going to be crowded. Yeah. Uh, it's a kid's movie. So there's going to be a lot of kids there. Uh, and so you probably wouldn't see these numbers in that first weekend. No. But what you would see instead of what we're seeing now is uh, it would continue to bring in money. It might stay at number one for a little while, depending on you know what other releases pop out. But even if it's at two or three, it's going to be pulling in a decent amount of money each mm. week for a month and a half, give yeah. or take. And it would probably pull in more long-term than it would have over this weekend. So, yeah. But it's still, like, it's like it's like um, onward has been in cinemas over here because obviously it's still it's only arriving in the UK in a couple of weeks, but that's been like the number two or three movie the whole through time through summer, while the the cinemas reopened back in July, and so that's been pulling money in, and I think that again like you say of, of how where was it pulling in, but when they were comparing everything to like Tenant, which only pulled in twenty million in the US, I think over the first opening weekend, that's a massive difference between maybe two hundred million and twenty million. And they needed like 500 million to, to kind of, it's very, we, we'll find out the numbers soon, but there's a lot of, there's been a lot of stuff being battered about, about the fact of how Mulan's been a big, a lot, but there's also a lot of stuff going on. Well, actually, that's the big number, but it's, Disney aren't saying anything about that. I think at the minute, they're probably best off just leaving that well alone and just like letting whatever's going on with Mulan happen. But if it does well, I wouldn't be, there's a, you know, the soul is, the, is, up there for uh, for Thanksgiving, we've got Black Widow, which is still kind of still going for that November slot because now Wonder Woman has moved back to Christmas because there's no. I think the next big movie out is uh, Black Widow, which is the first or second week of November in the US. I think it's the end of October here. I'll be honest, looking at what's happening here in Europe, it ain't gonna be doing very well over here because it's likely to. We were likely to all be shutting everything back down again. So, yeah, it's it's going to be tricky. 
I don't want to talk about what's going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't, what happens in November over there, we do not go anywhere near with a 25-foot barge boat. I want to keep that Atlantic, you know. <laughs> um, but I think as far as, like, just moving forward, I think we are just going to have to see how Disney Plus does with Mulan, and we'll, we'll find it out over the winter. But things are definitely going to be changing. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up today's show? Um, I think that that's probably going to be the theme on the trending tab for the next couple of weeks. We're not going to see any big changes. Uh, the right stuff will probably make a splash when it pops on, whether or not it stays different matter. The only change I really think is going to happen is the Mandalorian is going to move up. And I'm not talking about the end of October. I'm talking about leading up to October as people start rewatching it. I have already started rewatching mm. it uh, and to get ready for season two. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea actually. And also um, Disney plus launched in um, eight European countries this past week. So that'll also boost, boost up the numbers. But they are dead. They're still getting the episodes dropping. Week, I think, I think there's two a week dropping right through till um, there's still leaving. Yeah, we know you've had to wait, you know, nearly a year, but we're still going to make you wait for more. It's like, even I'm going, really? You do, it's like you've got Mandalorian coming in like six weeks' time. Why are you making them do this? Just, just, just give it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know when it launches in Latin America, they're going to do this. It's like no, just give, just, just let them catch up and be up to speed. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. It, it, it just, thing just is, let like, them watch it. It just feels like yeah, okay. I mean, it was bad enough doing it to us in the UK back in March. But doing it now, of like in September, it's like, come on. Um, I mean, anyone that was a real Star Wars fan has probably already watched it. And that's, you know, I'm going to be honest, that's, you know, that's Disney's fault for how they've, they've rolled it out. But um, yeah, so yeah, it, it just, just feels really strange. I mean, we've got the, the Latin launch coming up on, I think it's like November the 17th. Um, busy week that week. Um, I don't know what, there's a couple of other things coming out that week that might keep people entertained if you manage to get one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah did you get your playstation 4 pre-order in or PlayStation i am playstation 5 no i'm not planning on yeah. getting a PlayStation. i think i think the current console cycle the xbox one the playstation 4 is my last um i'm not done i'm not done with games but i don't know the consoles they're collecting dust honestly mm. yeah so no i was there midnight get got mine in right nevertheless and you can watch disney plus on um on playstation 5 because you get a little remote with a little disney plus logo on it but nevertheless moving on from there thank you very much for joining us make sure again you check us out over on our youtube channel as well we make sure you subscribe if you're there or on, on audio platforms you can find us and listen to us while you're you know on at gym or walk, driving to school or whatever and we shall see you guys in another episode later later